Hello and welcome to the IBC Podcast. This is a time where senior pastor Todd Fisher and student pastor Aaron Fulbright come together and have a conversation over Todd's message the previous Sunday. Todd and Aaron will ask questions and dig deeper into the message and explain how to apply the Word of God to our lives, as well as having other conversations about what's going on in the life of our church. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's edition of the IBC Podcast, the number one podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you might get your podcast. Um, we still don't have a uh, cool name for our podcast, so... Uh, if you've got one, we'd love some feedback. Or if you just have some feedback on uh, the show, maybe you have some better dad jokes to provide for us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And maybe you have a question about the sermon uh, during the week. You could easily uh, send us an email and ask us to talk about it, and we'd love to do that. Uh, this week, I am going solo. Uh, Pastor Todd is not here. Uh, he is away doing presidential business. Um, so you are with me. Um, and so it's much different doing a podcast when you're talking to yourself uh, and not to someone else. It's even more different when you're talking to yourself like I am when there's three other people in the room, but they're not listening to you. So you're still talking to yourself, which might be the story of my life. Uh, but good news, I I have a dad joke for us. I'm not a dad, but hopefully it still works. All right. So I'm going to ask these guys in the room with me so I have someone to to respond. Um, so, you know that, uh, I guess it's not really a question. So I've already virtually the dad joke, I guess. Uh, but fries, you know that they're not cooked in France? They're actually cooked in Greece. Come on, that's way better than anything, Dad. See, the reason I thought that was funny is because, uh, I saw it on Facebook this week, and uh, it had the meme with, for those of you who like the Marvel movies, um, where in Endgame, where Captain America's in the elevator, and he whispers to the Hydra agents, he was he's with Hydra, and they all start fighting him, you know? Um, so the point is, he says a joke, it's not funny, so they all try to beat him up, but as you know, people like myself and Captain America, it's hard to, uh, to win in a fight against us. Um, so this week, uh, we are in Hebrews chapter 7. Uh, our pastor did a fantastic job talking about how uh, Jesus is our guarantee. And, and in the sermon, uh, he really just looked at three principles or three truths about um, who God is. And we talked about God's oath. We talked about Jesus's permanence. And we talked about Jesus's intercession. Uh, so what I want to do today is just kind of go a little bit deeper. Um, not not that we can really go much deeper than where our pastor goes on Sundays, but kind of um, talk about this in a, another angle or in, in a different practical way. Um, and so when we talk about God's oath, we, we looked in verses uh, 20 through 22, how, how God makes this oath to us that he's going to save us. And uh, first off, God's oath is trustworthy because God is trustworthy. Um, But then God takes the extra step, and rather than just telling us that he's going to save us, uh, he ensures it through the death of his his son. Um, You got to think about the Hebrews, right? Like the Hebrews are struggling with God's faithfulness, that they see the persecution they're facing and they're discouraged in their faith and they want to leave leave Christianity and go back to their Jewish ways. But but what we see is when they look at God's character and the promises he makes and him sending his son, uh, 
it ensures this salvation and gives them this hope. And, and so what I want us to think about is what are the things in your life that you tend to meditate on and, and focus on? We, we live in a fast food culture, right, where we want things quickly. We want to be satisfied in the moment. Um, we don't want to go to a restaurant, go up to the drive-thru, and then be asked to pull forward, right? right? Like we went there to get our food quickly. And what happens is we take that mindset and we bring it to the church, and so while we're in the church, what we want is for the pastor, the small group leader, whoever, to give us something that we can apply quickly to our lives. Uh, we want to get something on Sunday, put it into practice, and then come back the next week. And what happens is we create this behavior in our lives where we fail to wait upon the Lord. Um, and one thing I just kept thinking about is for us to really embrace God's promises and to believe his oath, uh, we have to learn to sit down and and just meditate upon the Lord. Uh, this week I was reading a book where it speaks about um, how we get so used to wanting to behave rightly when we fail to behold the Lord. Um, we have to remember that our character, our, our actions, our attitude— um, all of that stuff is an overflow of who we actually are. Um, it's our essence, right? And so what happens for us is is we need to to learn to come before the Lord and to sit and to gaze upon Him and to watch Him um, and to just meditate on His His goodness. The problem for us is a lot of us don't have this this God size appetite, right? Uh, when we feast on little things, we don't have the spiritual stomach to consume big things. Uh, one thing I've learned in my life is there have been moments where my wife and I have gone out to eat to a uh, a really nice restaurant where I'm going to order a big steak. Or another good example would be if you've ever been to like uh, Texas A Brazil, where they the Brazilian steakhouses where they just bring the steaks and they don't stop doing it. Um, in those moments, what we like to think is if I just don't eat anything, then I can eat more at dinner. But the truth is often we have to enlarge our stomach so that it's spaced out so that when we go to feast on a bunch of steak, we can actually eat more, right? Whenever we feast on little things in life, little spiritual things, it, it doesn't give us a God-sized appetite. So for us to learn how to behold the Lord, for us to learn how to just focus on Him and to meditate on Him and enjoy Him and watch Him work, uh, we have to, to be patient. We have to wait upon the Lord and do what it's going to take to see Him. So what does that mean? It means when I come to my Bible study, I don't just rush to the application. But I really just begin to meditate on on what it says about who God is. Um, I meditate on how I've seen this truth about God play out in in my life. Uh, it means that whenever I'm walking with a, a brother or sister in Christ, I'm not coming alongside them just to to fix the problem, but I'm alongside them to be with them. Right? Uh, we tend to get into this habit of wanting to fix people. 
Uh, but what people often need is just us being there with them. Uh, So if we're going to be believers who really trust in the promises of God, we have to be uh, people who are willing to just wait and behold God, hold on to Him, gaze upon Him, and not just focus on our behavior. Um, Also on Sunday, Todd took some time and he talked about uh, Jesus' permanence. And we we saw this in verses 23 and, and 24, so as I'm thinking about Jesus' permanence, it leads me to think about all the things in my life that that aren't permanent, um, whether it is money, right? Like we like to think our bank accounts are permanent, but we have to then go spend that money so that we can eat, we can drink, so that we can pay for our houses, pay for whatever. Um, we like to think that our health is permanent, uh, but it doesn't take long for you to realize that, that it's not. Um, we like to think that our lives are permanent. And when you're young, it's easy to think that death is far off. It's it's distant. But as you get older or you get some difficult news, you, you realize that your life isn't even permanent. Um, and there's so many things that we can talk about that, that aren't permanent. But what we see that is permanent is, is that Jesus Christ is our priest. That he is coming before the Father on our behalf. That that Jesus Christ is always and forever going to be risen from the dead. That Jesus is forever going to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, and so what I hope that does for us is, is it leads us to find confidence that this impermanence in our lives and the difficulty that the impermanence brings, it, it does, that, that those moments don't lead us away from the Lord. Uh, that my hope is that as the things in your life do begin to fall apart, as you do experience brokenness, that it draws you and drives you before the Lord, knowing that He and He only is is permanent. And, and then finally, uh, Todd spent some time talking about how Jesus intercedes uh, for us. Um, and he made this, this comment that, that nothing in our lives is beyond God's grace. And I know at times we, uh, we feel like surely God can't reach into this deep hole in my life. Uh, for those listening, m- maybe you've reached a point in your life where you are walking with the Lord and from decisions you've made over the years or maybe just the cu- past couple of months, um, you you feel as, as if God, God doesn't have enough grace to to restore you. Um, and we're reminded over and over again of the goodness of the Lord. And we have to get over the fact um, that we can't help ourselves. Uh, we, we like to try to clean ourselves up. We like to try to fix ourselves and then present ourselves before the Lord. But God sees right through the fakeness. Um, it's like a, a mug that you drop from a big coffee drinker. Uh, it's, a, it's dropping that mug on the ground and then taping it back up, filling it up, and then giving it to the Lord as if it's worth something, right? Um, we are broken people, and we can't fix ourselves. But, but we have this hope that Jesus Christ um, is going to the uttermost, meaning he, he's doing everything it takes, that he completes his work so that we can draw near to, to the Lord. 
Um, but it's not just forgiving us of our sin, but it's interceding with us in our weakness right now, right? Um, that every one of us, we are weak. Uh, one of the temptations that we have as believers is to act as if we have our lives together. Um, in ministry, uh, and really many jobs out there, but ministry is the one that I'm used to, there's this temptation to think that you have arrived, right? Like, Every person has dreams, and you you want to get somewhere. And it's easy for you, once you reach your goal, to think that you have arrived. And when we think that we've arrived, we think that we don't have to do anything else. Our problem spiritually is that sometimes we think we arrive on this side of heaven. Like we've reached holiness, we've reached our full sanctification, we've reached perfection on this side of heaven. So what we do is we come into the church, we come into our gathering, we go before the Lord in Bible study and prayer, we share our faith as if we have figured everything out. Uh, When really we are still weak and we are still broken. Now our confidence is in the Lord. Um, and so we don't go around as with this spiritual pity party that I'm not good enough, that I'm awful, that that God doesn't love me. But we don't go around also thinking that something that we've done something in ourselves, or that God has completed His work in us, where we no longer need to be humble and to to share our weaknesses with God. And so my encouragement for you, or maybe my challenge for you. Is, is is not to be ashamed of your weakness. Uh, don't come to church trying to act like you have it all together. Uh, don't try to make God happy as you're reading the Word and praying. Uh, be you in your brokenness and in your weakness, and then allow the Lord through His love and His grace and through His church and through His Word and through His presence to to encourage you, to build you up, um, so that you can continue to follow Him. Uh, may we be like the parable, the, the, the tax collector, right, who identifies and recognizes that, that he is sinful and doesn't deserve to be in God's presence. Let us not be like the Pharisee in the parable who thinks he's better than everyone else. Um, and so this week, uh, we have an encouraging sermon knowing that Jesus has guaranteed our salvation through God's oath, through Jesus's permanence, and then through through uh, Jesus's intercession. So if you missed the sermon from this past Sunday, uh, we'd love for you to check that out. Uh, just go to ibcshawnee.org. You can find it there or here on the, the podcast page. You can find the sermon from Sunday. And then next week, we'll finish Hebrews chapter uh, 7 uh, by looking at the uh, person and the work of Jesus, looking at his essence. And one thing we'll talk about is how is it possible that Jesus is fully God and also fully man? Um, How every part of his life affects our eternity and and the eternal nature of our salvation. So um, some really big things, some cool things coming up in this Sunday sermon. So we'd love for you to join us. Now on that, this Sunday, uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently if you missed the last couple of weeks. Uh, rather than having our normal three services uh, for Memorial Day weekend, we aren't going to have any small groups or Sunday school classes. And then at 10 a.m., we will have one service outside. So bring your lawn chair, come join us for worship. And then following that at 11 a.m., 
Uh, we are going to have a church-wide picnic with some barbecue sandwiches, some yard games outside. So bring the family, come out, come to church, have fun with us. Um, if it rains, we're going to stick to stick the same schedule. Uh, 10 a.m. worship service, 11 o'clock lunch, games. But we'll move everything inside if it rains. So come this Sunday, ready to worship, ready to fellowship, um, and we can't wait to see you. So thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you this Sunday morning at 10 a.m.